Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next Door. Talk about that spooky stuff. Yeah. So we do here. No. I don't want to anymore forever today. Huh? I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. <laughs> Why are you being so glum? I don't know. Maybe I'm sad. You don't know. Are you being upset because we have such a, a gloomy man to talk about? No, I like Joe. Yeah, but his stuff is pretty Yeah, I mean, so he's a little pretty sad. sad. Yeah. Which is interesting. I found him very interesting. I was not expect. Well, I never expect to be as interested in the things that I look up until after the fact, where I'm like, wow. Hey. Wow. What a thing we just learned. Yeah. I never expect it to be, like, super fascinating. <laughs> and then I'm always like, oh, cool. You're like, who is this guy? Joe? Joe Hill? I don't know what that is. I was oh. just like, you're dead Stephen King. That's all I know. And then... <laughs> That's so sad. I know. <laughs> but everything we watched, I was like, oh, I've been missing out, man. Yeah. 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 I want to read horns. I don't like reading books, but I want to read it. It is very interesting. Um, so if you didn't get it, we are talking about Joe Hill today. Yes. Uh, who is uh, an acclaimed author. Um, and is amazing. He's very talented, and just so happens to be the son, yes. one of the sons of he Stephen King. That himself. Yes, because he's not joking. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, joking. I get what you're funny. doing. Funny. Um, but his yeah, he's Joe Hill, and he did try like other um Names. pseudonyms. Yeah, at some point to like real, he wanted to make sure that people liked him for him. Uh-huh. And not for who his dad is. But he also said um, that there were times when he and his brother would write screenplays and send them out under their name. Yeah. And people knew that it was King's sons, and they still would, like, get denied. <laughs> it was like, this is still bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you are. This is bad. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because a lot of it was, like, him trying to, one, learn, like, what it is to write for himself and, like, not be bad at it. Because I think the times where he was bad is he was trying to write other stories. Mm. They, like, weren't his, and he was, like, really trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. And once he actually did that, like, a.k.a. hardship box and horns, he was yeah. like, whoa, it's like, well, it's I have good. A yeah. <laughs> I'm good at this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I think he's one of the newer horror people, right? Because we, I mean, even with King, like, he's still around. He's still making new things. Yeah. But he is already established. Like, he's already, like, and King is a uh uh, Hill is also established, but he's more recent. Yeah. Um, he has than, great fan art. Or, like, like, just art of him. Of like, him? Of, like, pictures of him that aren't his actual face. Oh. Like, it's drawn of his face. That's cool. Yeah. I want cool fan art, not my face. Yeah. <laughs> just my hair. It's not good it's enough crazy. when I draw it. <laughs> it's not fan art. I'm it's a fan friend art. of you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Again, cheesy. Um, so we're talking about Joe Hill, who's I think the most recent of any of them. Yes, like of all the people we've talked about. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So stay tuned to to hear why he's very unique and why he's one of my new favorites, or he's kind of been a a growing favorite for a lot of reasons, even outside of just horror things, like his other writings as well. So yeah. we're gonna teach you about him. We're going to learn you. We're going to teach you some wisdoms. Yes. <laughs> hey, friends. Today, we're going to learn about Joe <laughs> Yay! Excellent. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. I don't know where that came from, but here we are. I I am in preschool now. Excellent. And I'm, if you can I'm hear sitting... my voice, do not clap near the microphone once. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I did it. I'm sitting cool. crisscross applesauce. No, you're not. It was a lie. What? In this scenario when I am in preschool. Okay. And you have the, the book of Joe on your lap. I do. We're it is tell you illustrated with some some creepy creepy things, but also cool some fan sweet things. Yeah, so learning about Joe, I was really just like, oh man, 
this guy is super interesting. So I'm gonna tell you why I find him interesting. The interesting thing about Joe is that he actually struggled a lot to like become a successful writer. And I just thought like his like coming of age story was really interesting. Like I respect the crap out of the fact that he was like, I'm not gonna be just like in my father's footsteps. I'm going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to establish like who I am. Unlike and, our like, president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then like he just kept going with it. He like knew he acknowledged when his stuff was bad. Mm. Like he owned that. Like he was just like, yeah, no, it was really bad. I don't know. I was I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was it was bad. I read it again and I was like, oh, that was I'm happy they didn't publish that because that would have been yeah. Ooh. Like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and like, <laughs> all of his stuff was like everything he was talking when he was talking about it. It was just like, well, my dad said like I probably should just put it under Joe King once I wasn't like hitting the ground right away. Can it be Joseph King? Has to be. Joe I think King. it was Joseph King is probably okay. what he recommended. But it was basically like Joe was like, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, but I respectfully going to do this my own way. Yeah, and like. Steven, our main man Steven, oh, was super Steven. supportive of his son, like, for the entire thing. And I just honestly, like, after seeing Horns, I know I am terrible at reading books. So you've told me, like, some of it's similar, some of it's not. But, like, even just from the film, I saw, like, a lot of themes that were very much, like, echoing his oh, yes. struggle in life and, like, mental oh. health situations and, like, it was just really cool. I was like, yeah. whoa, I love it when so much of, like, someone's identity is infused with what they're doing. So you really see that, I feel like, with Joe. And that, like, he's really just writing about stuff that's very much his. Because he learned the hard way that, like, doing anything different is going to come off inauthentic. It's going to be bad. And people aren't going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think all of his stuff is, like, all about his stuff. But no. I thought Horns was definitely very, like shadow of like what his situation was so essentially yeah. i know family business is the thing but like that whole family is filled with writers i thought yeah. that was wild like uh his mom's tabitha correct yes number one the best awesome mom she's a great mom yeah. tabitha king yeah so she wrote eight books novels wow. i think uh which is a bunch and then owen and kelly Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at me. At least no I'm not even looking at it. I'm saying words from my brain, guys. So Owen and Kelly wrote books as well. Or were writers as well. I just thought it was really cool that like the entire family is out here like yeah. trying to write stories. Yeah, and on their own, like doing their own thing. Yeah. But like That's apparently cute. Stephen and Tabitha were extremely like supportive of Joe and like even like in the times where he was really struggling and when he was like trying to find his voice mm -hmm. like his dad would be like you know just to get you started <laughs> you could write under Joseph King yeah and you probably at least just get like one and I know you're talented so you'll yeah. keep getting them and then you do Joe Hill and he's yeah. like no, no no I got it well, it's like you can at least get some money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least one money and then do the other ones. Funny, but never once did they ever tell him he needs to do a different thing. That's cute. So I thought that was cool. And then, like, they actually, like, similar to Tabitha back in the day, yeah. supporting Stephen, uh, she went and with, with Stephen, though, in collaboration, because yeah. they both made a lot of money from their work that they're doing, Yeah, uh, offered to, like, financially support Joe and his wife and Aww. two sons. So I was like, that's pretty legit. He didn't get success right away, though. He really had to work at it. And um, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there that BuzzFeed is not the tops of uh, information finding. But I found a lot of good <laughs> yeah. information from our... Because it was basically just a bunch of quotes from him. Yeah. And I was like, these can't be false. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But we're hoping that they're not. So I read this article um, that's basically going about Joe Hill. He calls bullsh on the crazy artist BS. cliche. He called BS on the crazy artist cliche. Yeah. So I don't love the title, but it's okay. Uh, but it's written by Haley Campbell. And it's basically just a bunch of quotes from him, which is helpful. Uh, but my favorite one is that he said, which I was just like, yo, this is so true. He said, what I discovered was that getting help didn't make me less creative. And I feel like that is definitely a thing. Like, I know even when I was, like, in a bad place, I was like, I write the best stuff when I'm sad. Mm -hmm. 
when I am super upset, I write the most insightful, most profound, wonderful things. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I want to be sad all the time. So Joe realized that. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I will still write even after I start to get better from like all of this stuff when he was really uh, going through it, specifically when him and his wife got divorced. He did write a lot about like when he was sad, but he wasn't even just sad. He was really going through a lot of stress, but... I found out he had a lot of wisdom, so I was like, Joe has wisdoms. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, there's a, another good quote that really just, like, encompasses that. Um, so Joe said, I was just really paranoid and really depressed and really unhappy and full of really nutty ideas. I would call my dad with the latest crazy ideas, and he would patiently listen. He was the only person who would listen to me. And he talked to me about through and explained why my latest ideas about being pursued or prosecuted or persecuted was irrational. It's so funny to think of Stephen King as a rational person, like rational, not irrational. Like you're like, I'm having all these like wild thoughts and my brain's all mixed max. And he's like, it's OK. The world is fine. And he's like, what? You wrote it. <laughs> you wrote <laughs> monsters. Like you write your nightmares. What do you mean? Everything's OK. He's like, it's chill, man. Well, it's <laughs> funny, too, because he also says something about that. I don't remember where I read that. But it was basically like if you're. Dad's a urologist. Yes. Urologist. And he will go home. He's not going to just constantly ask you about, like, your, your penis. penis. Yeah. Like, that's not what happens. Like, yeah. no, he, no, he didn't tell me a bunch of scary stories all the time because he knows what trauma does to children. Like, no. Yeah. Because it was, <laughs> I, I believe it was because Leno uh, had a quote where he was like, the the only kids who probably don't want to hear bedtime stories from their dad are probably Stephen King's kids. And yeah. he was like, it's funny, but it's also really dumb. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> of course he's not going to come and be like, the world is evil. Now, good night. <laughs> See you on your head. Like, he's an adult person. Good night, child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people die and they're gone forever. Okay, bye. I love you. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what happened. Like, At least I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, but he joked and said us how it happened. No, I'm sure he read Hop on Pop like the rest of them. So Steve was like really supportive of him, and like specifically the thing that really stood out to me it was he was the only person who would listen, mm -hmm. which makes me really think of Ig from Horns, and that like everyone just didn't want him to be around. Yeah. Because of, like, what he represented, who he was, like, all of that. Yeah. And he, when he was going through his divorce, I don't know if what he was going through caused his divorce or what he, his divorce activated like the yeah. behaviors that he started to exhibit, which was extreme paranoia. And, like, basically feeling like people were watching him and, like, trying to get him, um, which is a very stressful experience and similar to honestly to how like Ig was being like wrongfully persecuted essentially. Yeah. Which is what a par what paranoia is, right? You're like, yeah. I don't know why, but everyone's paying attention to me. Yeah. And it was just like, and also I just felt like he was being demonized in this divorce mm. and he felt he had to become what he was yeah. being told he was similar yeah. to how Ig becomes the devil. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's telling him he's a murderer and evil. Yeah. So he was like, well, I guess here I am. I but even really then, like, you, he's no. still good, but he's doing things that are not like him. Yeah. That are like outside of his normal. And he's by reaction of just being around people and then getting activated by him just being there. Yeah. It's making people come out to be their worst selves. Yeah. So he's his worst self and they're their worst self. So I just thought that was really interesting because it's kind of like very much reminiscent of that. Basically how he described all the problems that he was having. And just like the extreme paranoia was really stressful for him. And he was nervous that he wouldn't be able to be creative anymore, essentially, mm -hmm. if he got help. And it was like through his gotcha. talks with his dad that he like, like his dad was just like, that's not rational. You will still be talented. Yeah. Like, you need to go to, like, seek counseling. Yeah. Like, and, you'll like, only you be, be more okay. talented because you can actually, like, sit down and do work. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you can actually focus and be yourself. Yeah. And the way that he discovered uh, writing again was really cute in that he, what is it called? He read, or he was copying The Bigger Bounce. Hmm. So he just had one copy in his, like, bat, like, 
single guy I'm in divorce mode right now okay. house uh -huh. had like His nothing in it but like the bare necessities and the one book the simple bare necessities <laughs> the big bounce uh which is by somebody gotcha um uh, but he essentially just copied the pages hmm. of the bigger big bounce which he titled the bigger bounce um <laughs> uh, and then just like rewrote so he could get a flow again when he was like putting his head above water from the divorce this is like even before i think medicine he just yeah. put his head above water he for he didn't know how to write in this like traumatized state yeah and essentially had to reteach himself and then once he got like 40 or 50 pages into the bigger bounce he would like could just write horns yeah uh so what i find interesting about joe hill is that he takes things like, that are supernatural or fantastical and um, puts, like, real on them. Yeah. Like, changes it into be, um, like, it's almost as if, like, if something fantastical were to happen in this world. Yeah. Like, our world. Not uh -huh. a different it's world a different where, world. like, yeah. like. Not yeah. multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just, like, if one day I walk down the street and then I could go to another like, if I was, like, the girl from Nosferatu and, like, accidentally stumbled in the fact that I can go find things that are lost. Yeah. And it's, like, how do I apply that in real, like, just in my normal life? Oh, I find a wallet that's lost. Right? Yeah, like, right. It's, it's. It, what it, would I want to do in that situation? Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, even with something like horns where it's literally, like, a guy wakes up and he has horns on his head. And there's yeah. all this other stuff that's going on and, and there's. There's bigger themes and bigger emotions that are happening. But the the core of it is like, oh, this one spooky kind of weird thing happened to him. And now, like, everyone's being really strange. But he's dealing with it very, like, normal. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, just very human. Yeah. Like, it's just like, ah, well, we're this now. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. Yeah, I hate it. My favorite thing about Horns was, um, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit in the film because section only because i don't think it can come across on screen as well was when the people would like notice the horns yeah and it was like this funny thing because they'd be like huh you got horns on your head and that's not normal <laughs> kind of makes me feel weird and now i want to tell you all this stuff and he's like no please do i really like i need help because of the horns that you just know he's like i don't remember the horns now and he'd be like what do you mean you don't remember the horns now and he now just now i like, just want to do my worst desires <laughs> and he's like could you just pause the worst desires um and i think it's just like it, the way that all the stories are it's just like he is very good at taking this real problem and then putting on like an absurd premise that's like fun but also has like motives and like yeah. has like a moral at the end of the story. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's it's really fun to kind of dive into them. Um, I'm a really big fan of um, magical realism. So uh -huh. like Toni Morrison does a really great job where there's very real things happening. And then yeah. like it's sprinkled in with some magical things that could be explained away by reality. Yeah. Like you could there's like. A real answer and then there's like a fantastical answer where you're like i want to believe in like the magic. more fun answer yeah but there is a real answer <laughs> yeah. with joe there isn't a real answer it's like no this weird like abstract fantastical thing is happening and now we just kind of deal yeah <laughs> like there is no like it maybe it's he doesn't really have horns he's just like manifesting his own guilt and it's like no these people are doing some really dramatic things and there's no way that the entire like and you just are forced to believe yeah every single thing that happens for truth yeah. and just like take for it <laughs> for truth you're just like okay yeah now he's red now he's got a pitchfork now he's like <laughs> he's got snakes talking to him all slither and style like we get it and we believe it even though it's absurd because we're, we're still just like, yeah, that's what's happening in this world. I'm more concerned about how he's going to figure out what happened to his girlfriend. What's her deal? Yeah. I, and <laughs> honestly, that was like, that was so interesting about it. And that like, you still were, you were also not focused so much on the horns. You're like, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you saw him and you But also away. like all this other stuff's happening about like near the horns. Like that's a factor. Yeah. Yeah. But, like human times. I think it's, it's kind of fun in that he takes like, I think they all kind of do this except for, I'd say, Anne, 
hers isn't hers was about the the monsters right like yeah. who, are, who are an extension of the self yeah um with someone like king and hill and Koontz, what we're doing is we're getting um like real normal people average oh, yeah. run-of-the-mill guys and girls and them and like everybody right yeah. who encounter something really weird and now they're like okay uh yeah cool cool all right let's figure out plan a excellent <laughs> and and then they just do that and they always work through whatever it is and react to those things in a very human ways which yeah. is like awesome because it's just like if you were in that position as just like a normal person uh-huh. like how would you react probably similar because you'd be like i just have to do that now well yeah and i mean i feel like it's just yeah it's very natural and it helps you kind of like envision yourself in it mm-hmm. like it makes you, makes you more connected to the characters yeah. it's just they're you're very much like it kind of takes the fun of like imagining imagining what it'd be like if you were in the apocalypse except yeah. it's just like this is what Really, like a mini apocalypse. Like a mini apocalypse, yeah. Because yeah. it's like small problems, but they're big problems to you individually, probably. Yeah, I would even say like in Horns at the very beginning when he sees them, he has this whole internal monologue where his first thought when he sees them, like he touches them because he's like, what is this? And he's like, okay, either there's stuff growing out of my head or I have some kind of tumor that is making me see this. And for the oh. first half of the film or the book, he really solidly thinks that he just has like a, t- he goes to a doctor and people are telling him stuff and he's like, all right, I just need to get into this doctor so the doctor can run an MRI or something. Tell me what's obstructing my logical thought that I would see horns on my head. Like he just does not perceive it. And then as people start acting weird and the doctor themselves is like, that's not normal to have horns on your head. He's like, yeah. And he's like, I want to, I'm a perv. And he's like, why? <laughs> Can we pause the pervertness for just a minute? Yeah, just and like just like help out with these. And he was like, no. <laughs> he's I like, can't. okay. Um, but it, it was just such an honest reaction. Because it's kind yeah. of that thing. Like if, if you started seeing things, um, it's funny in horror that you always get that idea where there's someone like is kind of like jumping on too quick to the, to what the actual like answer is uh-huh. like in when we watch Carrie um in who taught you how to drive um which is a podcast we are guests on we watch Carrie which is Stephen King and like the girlfriend not Carrie uh Christine sorry, sorry there we go I was like what? sorry and Christine bucket of blood <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> sorry continue. I'm sure there's some of that but Christine's different lady's name and a car not a girl <laughs> with powers so in Christine he she like the the girlfriend and the best friend are like real quick to be like the car is messed up. Yeah, the, the car is evil. Murdering people. <laughs> the car is evil. It's murdering people. It's coming back to life. That's it. And it, it's like what? Who would jump to that conclusion, right? Yeah, there'd be like eighty <laughs> other steps before we get to car murder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where you'd like you'd solidly think like you like they skipped. My friend has had a break and is murdering people with his car. To straight up, the car is murdering people and try to murder me. Yeah. And I'm upset. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> like, how do you get... Pre- and I feel like... Where's the line here? Joe is like, it's not the car, guys. It's the guy. Yeah. Like, you know, like my but natural... But also, the car is doing that. It's also there. The character's like, I think this is an extension of what that person's feeling. And then the car's like, yep. <laughs> and that's <laughs> End like... End of movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's like essentially what, what Joe Hill does. And so there's this the mix of the fantastical and the real. And... I kind of wanted to give like a little blurb of what each to kind of get a glimpse into what I'm talking about, like to the the premises of these books that he writes so you can understand what I'm talking about. So one in Horns, which we're going to talk about the film, but in the the book, we have a man who is accused of um, killing his girlfriend, Mirren. And one day he wakes up with horns on his head that force people to talk about their deepest and most evil unfiltered desires, um, which ultimately gives him like a pleasant tingling sensation when he fuels the madness and starts like actually like feeding into it which is yeah. another thing you can't portray on screen like you, yeah. he's not gonna be like ooh, <laughs> like, Daniel Radcliffe is not doing that but in the thing he was like oh my horns feel kind of strange like he would have this like really euphoric yeah. feeling and then he you understood why he was like yeah go tell that lady to tell her kid to shut up that's cool yeah. um and so um eventually he uses this new uh curse slash gift to solve the murder right so he takes this 
whatever happened to him and he uses it as an actual tool. Um, in Harp Shaped Box, we have a former rock star who buys uh, the suit of a man who died in that suit. Yes. And then is haunted by the ghost of that guy. But yeah. there's like layers to it because it's like the ghost thinks that his, he or his dad, I really skimmed this, um, killed <laughs> his, someone related to him. So there's like layers to it where you're like, why did he get this box? And he gets the suit in a box that's in a heart shape. It's a heart shape box. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like, this is an absurd premise that made me think of like, um, like a button button or um, remember when the box came and they were like, yep. if you push the button. I think it's the box. Is the box it? is the movie, but button button is the short story. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and the Twilight Zone episode i think is called button button um but it made me think of that and um uh needful things yeah by his dad i was like this seems like that like you get this thing you're like it makes me famous but also there's a ghost <laughs> and it's because i maybe killed somebody i don't know um he also has a newer book that features four different stories called strange weather um and he has each one of these stories, our protagonist is put into some like perplexing and interesting situations, um, such as in Snapshot, uh, a young man finds himself stalked by a man with a Polaroid camera that can erase memories, which is like Alzheimer's. <laughs> like it's literally like this representation of like what happens if someone was stealing your memories, but it's literally a person with a camera. It's needful things, right? Yeah. Um, or a loft where a man's first attempt at skydiving goes awry and he lands on a solid cloud. Which is like what? <laughs> What's uh, happening? What? Um, where Does you're looking for freedom and suspense, it? but you're forced to be like level and on the ground, and like, what are you doing? Um, and he can't find a way off of this cloud. I'm very. I really want to read these books. This um, sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or uh, Nosferatu, which we're also going to talk about the series that came out from it. But it uh, focuses on a woman who's trying to save a, a boy from a vicious supernatural killer who has set his sights on him and uh, leads her to a town called Christmasland yeah. to fight this killer. But specifically, this woman has, what do they call it? Like a the way or something. Yeah, it's not... Like the shine, but yeah. it is <laughs> yeah, of that variety. It is a shine adjacent yeah. ability. It's like her talent. Yeah. He has one. It's like people who can travel through things not traditionally and have abilities. That, like, yeah, I think it can, was like the way or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, the idea that you can kind of like transfer. Like you don't, you're not restricted to the world's rules. <laughs> Like yeah. reality, and but it manifests in certain ways for certain people. So one girl can like she uses a Scrabble bag to like do like the 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 chips to figure out like a it spells out a word, but she puts her whole hand in, it's like a bag of holding, puts it's her gross. whole arm in there. It's really creepy. And then the main character uh, rides her motorcycle through a bridge that was actually torn down and isn't yeah. real. But in, but in Nosferatu, that's where we have like a girl who can find literally anything. Like that's her thing. Yeah. Is if something is lost, she goes through this bridge and on the other side is the answer is the thing that's lost and she so pays for she, it with her eye yes yeah, she's yeah there's always a price right but the first like the first like two times one is like she finds keys yeah she gets her mom's keys the other one was or her credit card she got her mom's card her uh -huh. credit card the other time was her dad's wallet <laughs> or his yeah. watch, his watch. And so it's like... You're always, like, real close to yeah, what like, the actual <laughs> thing. <laughs> You're uh, word adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's such a mundane thing. And then she finds her dad, too. Yeah. But it's like, you could have just been asking around town. We don't have to be you losing You didn't need to eye. sacrifice her eye. Yeah. You could have just did some research. <laughs> Google yeah. Maps. Uh, but he... In the 20, 20th, 20th century ghost stories, he has... Um, it's just a bunch of short stories that yeah. he's assembled, that he's written. Some are horror, some are not. But there's supernatural things, like, sprinkled in. Um, one that I found really, really, like, has, like, stuck with me uh -huh. is called Abraham's Boys. And the whole story, like, up until, like, the last page, is really about, like, these two brothers who have, like, an overbearing, like, very strict father. Like, it makes you think of, like... They live on in the country, and the, their dad is just like, you don't go in my study, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And so you have one mischievous boy, because that's yeah. how it is, and you got the one good boy, and they convince each other to, like, get into, like, to break into the office. Yeah. And they get in there, and there's, like, it, it just Spoilers. seems like these, like, 
Yeah, spoilers to the short story. For me, because I've yes. never heard this before, but also yes. everyone. Uh, spoilers for everyone. So they break into the, big spoilers, um, into the office, and they're like, find some stuff, and they're like, this is kind of weird. And it slowly leads them to start exploring more about their dad, and then they're like, well, we've already come into one, like, forbidden area. Let's go to the forbidden, forbidden area, and that's the basement. So they sneak into the basement, and there's a woman who's chained down there. Yeah, it's guaranteed there has to be one. Are you <laughs> yeah, kidding? Yeah. And so he has like, a whole family down there, maybe. You don't know. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, my gosh, like, their dad's a serial killer. Like, what is this? This is weird. And then it turns out that you find out what their last name is, and it's Van Helsing. And then he's actually a vampire hunter, and the woman who's chained to that is a vampire. But the kids are like, I thought you were a murderer, Dad. And it, like, ruins everything. And it's so great because... Because it's literally not until the last, like, page where you're like, what? Vampires? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was about two mischievous boys <laughs> going against their, like, hard father. What? Vampire? Van Helsing? And it's like, and it's funny because when you think of Van Helsing, it's like he was uh, kind of the good guy. Because he was, like, going out and fighting the bad vampires. Yeah. But in this, we're like, this dad sucks. <laughs> and so then the kids put a whole wrench in his plans. And <laughs> it's like, oh, he... Oh, it was good that he had that person chained up downstairs. <laughs> this was the one good time that's allowed. Like, <laughs> any other time it's All not. All I'm saying is, the vampires we saw last episode, those ones were nice, so. Some of them were nice. That's true, but still so. <laughs> they were still lean people. So maybe the kids are still doing good stuff. <laughs> okay. Let those mischievous kids run. Yeah, let them do it. Um, I will say, though, my my favorite of the short stories is actually called um, Better Than Home. And uh-huh. it's it really is just about a dad trying to, like, connect to his son who's yeah. not a traditional son. Like, he doesn't like sports, and he's a little more difficult, and he's possibly on the spectrum. And so he, like, this dad is just, like, trying to communicate him, communicate with him in the way that he knows how, and the yeah. kid is like, no one gets me, and then, like, kind of, starts to see his dad trying to connect with him. And it was, like, this wholesome, like, I was, like, gonna cry. It was a beautiful story. And when it ended, I was, like, did I, did I miss something? Where was the spook? Because I I wasn't familiar with it, and I got 20th century ghost stories. I was, like, sure. And so I literally Googled. I was, like, what's, (laughs) what's up with better? I was, like, I don't, what is the twist? What is, what am I supposed to get from here that I totally missed? Like, where was the spooky? And people were, like, nah, he just wrote a really nice story about a dad and his son trying to figure each other out, and it's real nice. And I was, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You could just do that? (laughs) It's, like, maybe his dad, when he was young... They didn't get along so well. Because he was a vampire hunter. No, no, no. Follow with me. Yep. Maybe him and his dad didn't get along so well when he was younger. And then when he got older and was really going through stuff, the only one who could listen to him was his dad. (laughs) And they became close. Yeah. No, they definitely were connecting by the end of that story. It was cute. Um, But it was like... I was, re- like, I was waiting for there to be this awful, like, twist. Yeah. I was like, please, no, it's so sweet. It's so I really don't want anybody. you to, like, murder anybody. Please don't <laughs> let this dad be a vampire and that Van Helsing's coming after. I don't want that. And then it wasn't. I was like, wow, thanks, Joe. It's like nice. a nice story about his son and his dad. Yeah. But he's also, Where it's like, like, maybe we're just different. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe we just write heartfelt things sometimes, just whatever we feel like. Um, But what I think is, what I have some respect for Joe as well, is that he, um, he also knows when not to, like, make a joke. Like, when he knows when, like, reality sometimes is scary enough. Yeah. And we don't need to add supernatural things to it. Yeah. Um, So in um, The Strange Weather, there's a... a fourth story. So we had yeah. those other ones that were, were cool, but there's a fourth one, um, and it's it's called Loaded, and it's about a, a, a shooting. Oh. So, it, and there's no, like, supernatural. It's literally just, like, a man coping with this situation that happened yeah. to him. Because well, that's of cool that he was just, violence. like... Yeah. He didn't make it anything extra than that. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't feel the need to, and because it's, like justifiably that's scary enough we yeah. don't need to put any like funny gags or or something absurd he was like no this is an actual real life scary thing like so this is what it is 
You know, like he he's either like this is 100 percent real or here's something super, super absurd on real life. Like, yeah. he's never like, I'm going to mess around. With it's just like, here's a weird thing that's happening to normal people. Or he's like, no, real life, though. And I think that's, like, really a talent to kind of go from yeah. one to the other, where you're not kind of, like, stuck in, like, pigeonholed into this, like, space where it's like, I'm only going to make spooky stuff. And after, like, reading Better Than Home, I was like, this man is, like, one of my top favorite authors for his yeah. ability to do like to 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 astound me for two completely different stories in the same book that I was like wow <laughs> like Whoa. I can't he can do no wrong yeah I mean honestly I don't I feel like I probably said this before because my brain doesn't retain information um but I really want to read his books yeah like I'm not a reader I literally cannot focus on something from if I read it I'm gonna forget the first half of it but I get to the time I get to the end of it yeah but I still want to do it. He yeah. seems like it's worthwhile. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he writes about just seems really real. Mm -hmm. and I enjoy that. Yeah, and I think I'm going to go get um, Strange Weather because I think that yes, would be really Yes, I want to read it too, so get it. Yeah. We'll read it together. <laughs> okay. And we can cry together. It'll be great. That sounds wonderful. So we watched things as well. We did. So we already kind of alluded to it. Um, one, we watched Horns yeah. from 2013, and his director, um, Alexander Aja, who did High Tension and the new Crawl movie. He did better on this. <laughs> yes. And I've heard any point was I was like, ah. It was classic Alexander. She murdered herself. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, something what dumb. What is um, yeah. Let's make a mockery of mental health issues. <laughs> no, it was just normal. Yeah. Well, I feel like you can't really do that when you're handed, like, source material that is Joe Hill. Like, you can't mess yeah. it up because he did a good job already. Yeah. I What I think is really cute is Joe Hill, and I don't remember where I read it, just in, like, randomly looking on the internet, there was, like, an interview with him where he was talking about how he just, like, loved and appreciated though the hard work that was going into it and that yeah. people really dug it like he really appreciated alexander's work and also um daniel radcliffe and i'm blanking on what the actress's name is um yeah. but he was like they really put their whole selves into it and he yeah. super appreciate he was like they tried so hard and he was like and it's it's a piece of work that is really, really hard to, to adapt to yeah, screen. To and he screen. was like, so for what I got, I'm really happy with. Yeah. But I told, like, and they did work really hard. He's like, but it is a, like, I handed them a very difficult project. Yeah. <laughs> like, I set them up for failure. And yeah. they ended up not failing, which was, like, great for him. So um, the, the synopsis for Horns that you can read on IMDb is, in the aftermath of his girlfriend's mysterious death, a young man awakens to find strange horns sprouting from his forehead. Yeah. So it's Dana Radcliffe. He has an American accent. He does. He tries really hard. Every time he's, like, angry, he does, like, this this breathe thing, like, where he, like, has to inhale, like, after every, like, few words. Yeah. Like, he's, like, so angry that we're, like, he can't breathe anymore. And I was like, ugh, what is he doing? And then I was like, I don't know if he's getting real meta, because the character does have asthma. And yeah. the character gets, like... Like, crapped on throughout the entire novel about the fact that he has asthma. They're like, you're yeah. weak because your lungs don't work. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, what is this? And hey. even to himself, he's like, I always knew I was nothing because I couldn't even breathe. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, your brother is allergic I mean, to literally know, everything. I relate to that, though. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it I'm so also hard. allergic to everything. They just put me, the two kids together, it's me. Yeah. I'm in this <laughs> film. And now you know what Joe Hill thinks of you. <laughs> that's not <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, I like Joe. He doesn't think that of you. He would say, you know, write what you know. Use it to empower yourself. And use your inhaler. Um, <laughs> Correctly, not three times. Yes. Um, you only do two puffs. I think it, did, it might have been two. Maybe I was misreading it. There was just some things where I was like... Like, the the bad guy. Um, so, spoilers, this film was from 2013. The book has been also out for a very long time. Um, but the, the person who actually was a killer has, like, internal monologues 
or even just out turn <laughs> like he just like one of like his first like encounters with um ig he's like yeah i really liked that girl they don't know who she is yet he just saw her in church from behind and was like she seems really pure and virginal and that's my thing like i want to like diverge someone because that's what I like. I don't want a girl like the, I forget her name, Glenna, who just throws herself at you and is a slut. Like, that, like it was like... Yeah, they kept referring to her as trash. Yeah. Which is just... And she weird. herself thought she was trash, which is awful. Um, but he was like, I don't want that who's just like here to give it to me because they care about me. I want to go and like take it from someone. And Ig is like, let's be best friends. <laughs> me, yeah, let's, uh, let me... Let's, let me into your into You my know life. how to craft metal. <laughs> yeah, like this is an equivalent exchange. <laughs> you fix a necklace. Maybe that means you win her over now, I guess. And also, uh, you said some really scary stuff, but I don't really understand. And then, like, it, to the point where it's funny because, like, there's a point where um, he said, Lee says, like, where's your porn <laughs> or something like that? Like, he's like, where's your stash? And Ig is like, oh, yeah, let me, of course I have that. And he gets it out of the the Candyland board game. Yeah. And that's where he hides it. And he's like, oh, yeah, sick, man. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah. Because he was like, I just, no one plays Candyland anymore. So I knew they wouldn't look. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I thought it was like a sick, like, pun. Like, it's it's sweets and candy here. <laughs> and he was like, no, I just was being strategic. And then when he opens the box to reveal what his porn is and his stash, it's literally like X-rated, like, comic books. Because <laughs> he's still, like, a child. And then Lee is like, well, let me show you some graphic, like, torment porn. And the guy's like... Here's my new best friend. <laughs> no worries. What in the best part? Well, wait of, though. Yes. Is this before or after the fingers go explode? This is before that. Oh my god. Okay, so, continue. So, yeah. So here's and it's not this fingers. Even, in he's the not book. even guilt friends. He's real yeah. friends. So in again spoilers like super hard. So in the book, what's really funny is the first part is like we are introduced to the fact that. Uh, Ig wakes up. He's got a super hangover. He looks in the mirror. He has horns. He's like, what's wrong with me? Glenna eats a box full of donuts. He has this whole thing in it, and he ropes in the fact that, like, his girlfriend had been murdered. It was a sex crime. Everything, everyone thinks he's a sex criminal. He says that a lot. Um, and there's, like, all this... And he he talks about, like, and it's long. It's a long time before we're even, like, introduced to Lee, really. He yeah. talks about, like, I had my friend Lee, who's not talking to me anymore, probably because everyone thinks I'm a murderer. Oh, yeah. He was just like, yeah. He's fine. like, it sucks. Like, we know nothing about this guy. And then all of a sudden, he's interacting with his family, who, to be fair, if you're going to have your family tell your deepest, darkest secrets, and their deepest, darkest secrets are just like, it makes me really sad to look at you because now I think you're a murderer and it makes me feel bad. Uh, and I want you to just go away so I don't have to do that is like the least worst thing oh, that yeah. a family member could say to you. <laughs> no, that's fair. And even like when the dad was talking to him, it's like, I just have never understood you. And that's been hard. Yeah. And also, I think you murdered the best part of what I thought you were. Yeah. And, and then like, he's like, was... me too. That was also what I thought. Um, which was like, it was super sad. But then his brother comes in and just starts crying. And he's like, what? Um, and he loves his brother. His brother's great. And he he just reveals where he's just like, I didn't help, but Lee killed her. And he's like, what? And then all of a sudden, where? Wait, how did he know Lee killed her? Because he was there. So the whole thing is that from that point, we go back in time and we start from the beginning of when he meets her in the church and we just get his entire childhood all of a sudden. So it's funny because we're, we're like, we get this weird kid who says some weird things that make you go, why do you trust this guy? And then he, he has the explosion, but instead it was, and so he ended up being blind in his eye, but it was like still there. So it's like, he's this like super blonde, blue eyed with one like smoky eye guy who says really absurd things to you and you upon like once he has that thing to his eye it comes out that he has been lying about everything that he stole this like skateboard and then he also like stole some magazines and went around town selling them as if it was for a church function like literally a super evil kid and then <laughs> then the egg is like what it was him <laughs> this whole time is that guy the guy the guy who was like made to look 
look evil, like in true horror fashion. That's why I was like, there's no way that they're going to show me a Lee on screen that looks like that. Because the whole point was like, we didn't know what he looked like. I didn't yeah. know who he was. So when the reveal came, one, I called it. But when it came, I was like, oh, why? And then they have all that. And I was like, why didn't anyone think this? <laughs> why wasn't anyone like, hmm, you think it was the problem, kid? No, it was definitely Egg, who's done nothing. Like, yeah, who's done, done nothing, nothing but love her. Yeah, for his whole life, he's been nothing but a puppy dog. And so it's just like, oh, what? Um, but I think what's really cool about Egg in the book is, like, his reactions to people and, like, his, like, internal, like, it's funny because, like, he's supposed to be the devil now, yeah. right? Because <laughs> he's getting horns. And he, and he does feel good when he tells people to do bad stuff. Yeah. But he still has a line and yeah. does not cross it. So there's, like, times when people are, like, like, <laughs> there's one that made me laugh out loud. I was listening to audiobook on the bus. And it was, like, the Mirren's dad. And she he was, like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to scream my daughter's names at, because in the, Look, it's a daughter that dies and the wife yeah. is still alive. I'm gonna scream their names at her until she like leaves the house and like blah 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 blah. And he's like, no, that sounds kind of mean. Don't do that. And so he goes through all these lists of like violent things that he wants to do, and he's like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. And he goes, all right, well then maybe I'll just call out of work and I'll lay in a dark room for a few hours. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I'll put a gun in my mouth. And he's like, no, what? <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. You're not doing that either. And it's so funny because it's like all these, it's like 10 things that are awful. And then he's like, I'll just sit in the darkness. And, and he's like, like oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and shoot myself. What? No. <laughs> it was like, I just burst out laughing. And then at the end, he's like, all right, maybe I'll just drink all day. He's like, please. Is that the end of the sentence? And he's just like, yeah. He's like, perfect. He's like, or maybe I'll make her come home and I'll just like, I'll he's like, I'll get all the photos of our daughters and I'll shove them down her throat. And he's like, why are we, can we go back to the drinking? Can we go back to just, I'll, it's, I bet that would be a lot of work. And you know, what's not a lot of work, a gin and tonic. Let's go get one of those. <laughs> so it's like, he's literally supposed to be this like epitome of evil, but he's still like, no, don't do that. Like people yeah. are like, can I just like go hang myself? He's like, no. And like, can I go like punch this old lady? No. <laughs> And then, like, if someone's like, I want to leave town because this place has always been awful to me, he's like, yeah, go ahead. You have some keys. Live your best life. Yeah. So even when he's literally the devil, he's, like, the nicest kid still. And I'm yeah. like, how are people like, Ig did it? Um, but the the movie's different. No, it was, a, it was a fun time. I really liked the movie, even though you didn't like Daniel Radcliffe. I did not. I felt really bad, but I but hated I it. But I had no other perspective. So I was yeah. like, this is okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, where I'm at, is the whole thing was a good time for me okay. until the end, where spoilers, Lee dies because he's been harpooned <laughs> by the horns of Ig. Yeah, and then snakes. Yeah, proceed to enter his body. Yeah, in various locations forcibly, and that <laughs> messed me up. I literally. I don't look away often. I don't like snacks. Good boys, bad boys, I don't like them. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm scared of them. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's normal, and I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't love the movie at all. Yeah, I mean, it made me want, if I know the book is better, I was like, oh, maybe I want to read the book. Yeah. Especially after, like, learning, like, what it was about. Like, for real, for real. And I was like... (sighs) It is a tough thing um, to when you read stories about women and they're not around and we can never get their point of view. Yeah. We just hear from them through the lens of other people who didn't know her yeah. enough. Like, even Ig didn't really know her. If he, the way that he reacted was like, why don't you know who she is? Why do you believe this? And I, and I get because you're, like, vulnerable already and you would, like, it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you is that she's leaving you. Yeah. And so, like, that could trigger like a you know a defensive response yeah but it just seemed to me like what are you doing Uh, i think the 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 movie it starts out very similar to the point where a lot of the dialogue is verbatim um but then it it differs because it's really hard to tell this story (laughs) because you don't have the flashbacks like you don't have the emotional ties and like their growth and you don't have lee's point of view which is like a whole because we see from his point of view because she touches him you see all the stuff where he's like Oh, she she wrote a letter where she said she has a 
hot, icy, blonde friend who is interested, but there is no friend. It's definitely her. And, like, all these things where it's very clearly, like, she's just being his friend and he's reading into it, and you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But you don't get that. You just think, oh, he's a bad guy. But then you also don't, like, hear about him, like, slowly murdering his mother or, like, being evil <laughs> in all these other ways. So you're just I like, oh, this... slowly murdered his mom. Yeah. It's like you this... You need to warn somebody. <laughs> so, well, that's like, you. we literally just have to be like, you just have to automatic. like, he has to have that turn. And then we're like, oh, he was just evil this whole time. And it's kind of like, it's a little fun when you're watching it on screen, but you don't feel it as viscerally. As yeah. when you're like, oh, wow, this explains, he's just, he's just like this. Yeah. yeah. I thought the Marin thing was cool and that, like, I feel like a lot of times when you're in relationships where your focus is what your life will be like, mm-hmm. like your future, you kind of lose sight of who's in front of you. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably part of what happened. Yeah. And she was very real. She was like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what we're supposed to be. Like, he, she even says, like, you were always, like, in your head, and so, there's always fantasy with you. Yeah. Which is why, like, I feel like that argument that they're having is, like, to me, sounds like was probably very close to home for Joe. Where yeah. it was just, like, you were always, like, everything is always, like, some fantastical, supernatural, like, insane reason why you're doing, like, why things are happening. Like, it's, like, uh, nothing just happens. She's, like, frustrated because she's, like, I just want you to see me for who I am and not, like, like, and even, like, the brother even says it one time where he's just, like, oh, I guess she, he finally saw that Mirren's just a person and is not yeah. this magical being who, like, is untouchable. Like, no, she's kind of a little slutty. She dresses that way. She has her own dreams and they might be different from yours. She's not just, like, virginal, beautiful princess that everyone keeps saying she is. She's an actual human being who can, like, do whatever she wants. Yeah. And it's, like... It, and I think that's kind of, like, a part of, like, who Ig was, where he was just like, oh, right, people are, people. are not nice. <laughs> people aren't always nice. Yeah. Which was his downfall. Um, we also watched something else. Um, so we watched Nosferatu, which I did not realize that's how you said it until I read it for real for real. Yeah. I was like, letters and numbers. It's spelled like a um, license plate. Yeah. I was literally just like, letters, numbers. Because it's a car. This show is letters, numbers. <laughs> That's good. It is NOS 4A2. Yeah, I did not It did not register for me until you kept saying it. And the first three times you said it while we were You're like, this, we didn't watch that. I was like, Ms. Fratu. Like, the vampire guy? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was like, we didn't watch that. <laughs> what do you mean? So, that. Director is various. Because it's a series? It's a TV series. So it it was more than and it was from person. 2019. Yes. So it's new, new. Yeah. So Charlie Manx, a seductive immortal who feeds off the souls of children, has his whole world threatened when a young woman in New England discovers she has a dangerous gift. This was from IMDb. I did not call him seductive myself. I was like, what? I don't feel <laughs> that, that way about person? Well, he became young. I know. Through the souls of children. I actor right now. Um, we didn't watch the whole thing? No. But it was definitely interesting. It was like, I would watch this yeah. normally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a show that, like, it was easy to get into. The only reason we didn't watch all of this because I have to go There's to bed only before so many 11. Time. There's only so many times in the day to, yeah. to be watching. Um, one fun thing that I found when I was, I had no idea what Nosferatu was about. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool thing. I'm going to click Clamps. it. Uh, I was like, click. <laughs> yeah. And then it was not, I wasn't anything that I thought it was. I was like, wow, this is something that if I stumbled on this into like Netflix, I would have been like, yeah. It, uh, one, it takes place in here, Iowa, Ohio, one of the, the okay. square ones. Uh, but it's called here, which I thought was cute. And then it also takes place in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Where you know where. Where I have lived. Yeah. And I was like, what? No one ever talks about that. We don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't bring attention. Did you recognize anything? No. Does that bridge exist? I I It was been... knocked down 15 years ago. <laughs> I I don't remember. But besides that, it's cool. I, do, I was kind of like bored whenever the family quarrels come in. Because yeah. I'm like, it was kind of cliche. Like, I did... The one thing I liked about it was... So we have this character... I'm blanking on her name. I'm really bad at names today. I really liked her accent the whole time. She like she was like, I'm from here. Yeah, I did I did think it was funny the whole time because I was like, oh, here it goes. If I hear a, a Boston accent, I'm it's not happening. used to kids having 
like yeah. Boston accents. But what I liked about it was that so she has a, a the main character her one of the main characters, her dad is like an alcoholic who is abusive. Yes. But they do a really good job of showing that he's like the one who's compassionate to her. Yeah. And like takes care of her when she's like upset or care of her when she's upset and like so you kind of understand why she stays and why she cares. Because like, and she also feels like she in turn has to protect him. So yeah. like she goes, she goes and like he like leaves the family in like episode two, and is like with some like random townie, and she like goes in like to that she goes to live with this. He, he's cheating on her mom, and she's gonna live in this house with him because she wants to make sure that he's safe. Yeah. Despite the fact that he just yet like he left because just yesterday, he hit his he hit her mom. Yeah. Her mom. I mean, yeah, I feel like it was, not that this is always a thing, but it kind of ties back to the little bit of a cliche where it's like, the cool dad, even though he's the worst, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I always forgive my dad. Yeah. He don't know no better. Yeah. And it's like, yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. He's just being a bad guy. Well, that's like, I And think... it's like, he's cool, because he doesn't have any of the responsibility. It's like, oh, it's always so cool to be dad, or you don't have to actually, like, do Pay anything. Clean up. After you not hit me things. when you drink vodka. Like, Ooh, who knew? Um, like yeah, well, it kind of makes cool me think dad. of um, in it with um, Bev. Like yeah. what you don't see on screen because it's really hard. Like it's also not fun to do. Um, but Bev, the character, is like she does love her dad. Yeah, and she has like a big struggle where she's just like, but I love him, so I don't like I must be doing something wrong. Yeah, if my dad is hurting me this way. Yeah. So I have to do better. And then also simultaneously being like, but he's also the worst. So I don't understand. Like, there's this struggle within that character. Yeah. So I think it's, like, really interesting that, That like, that's also, like, yeah. So to to have that in this way on this screen was, like, I thought it was interesting. Because I was like, oh, we are getting this, like, thing. And it was interesting. I do, like, the Christmas land thing. Um, it was interesting, yeah. With the kids, and he's siphoning their youth. Spoilers. Uh, another <laughs> thing I didn't like uh, is that there's a trend in the kingdom ah, <laughs> uh, of using people who are neurodivergent as tools and, like, Igor types for the big bad. Yeah. Which is, like, in The Stand, we have that, where we have someone who is neurodiv- like neurodivergent and is used as this tool. For, like, a really big bad. And it's, like, we see that again. Like, we have someone who loves Christmas and works really hard and is a sweet man who, like, cares about his mom. And he's being used by this guy. And I was, like, do we need to do that? Can we just get, like, a guy who's just nice? Yeah. Like, does it have to be someone who's neurodivergent? Well, I guess their false argument is that... They would be more inclined? But there are people who are just, like... Not neurodivergent, but also just not very wise. They're not... Like, the guy before him seemed like he got... Like, he wasn't neurodivergent in that way. He didn't seem very nice in the first place. Yeah. yeah. But that... Like, okay, that's enough, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I think the twist is that he, like, found someone who cares about kids. Yeah. And so that was, like, the driving thing. But it's, like, he's gonna catch on and not... Like, you need to find someone who's, like, I dig the fact that you're murdering kids. I love that. But the fact that he has to go through all this work to trick him... Yeah. To be, like, I wish I saved you because you had a hard childhood. And you... Your childhood died. Here it is. R.I.P. And now you can help me save these kids so they don't have to die. Except they are dying. Like, I feel like he's gonna figure that out. Yeah. Neurodivergent or not. He's gonna get... He's gonna be, like, you're not helping these kids. That's my one motive. Yeah. So I think it's just, like, kind of weird. And I just... I think it might transcend into fear. Yeah. Afterwards. Like, and that's what he's driving for. He's driving for fear. I was just, like, when I saw it, I was, like, really... Like, as soon as he showed up, I was, like, I don't want this. (laughs) I was, like, I'm tired of this. I don't want it. It's trash. Um, And I hate it. (laughs) I was, like, I honestly hate it. Um, Yeah. And and then I was also like, I guess it runs in the family because I was like, here's another here's another thing because there was a few things in horns where I was like, ah, that's a that seems like a kingdom thing, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I guess cool. Any other words about? That's all I got, friend. Feelings, yeah, feelings, yeah, feelings. Yeah, I said feelings. Let's talk about feelings, okay. So, 
if you like it, it's my dad was a vampire murderer. Yes. And if you don't like it, it's obviously Lee was a murderer because yep. they it was very it was like in your face. Yep. There we go. Here <laughs> they, we are. They gave yes. him a disability and everything for it. <laughs> They're like that's what it equals murderer. Here you go. Equal opportunity employer guys. Yep. Uh, so for the topic of Joe Hill himself. Oh, I love him. Best vampire murder dad. Aww. I liked his, his time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sympathize with his time. I relate to his time. I like how he writes. Yeah. He has wisdoms. I'm yeah. He did, he did write that. I, I do, um, like how, and I think what we're seeing in a lot of these, and I feel like so inspired to like write stuff, like honestly. Yeah. And it's that idea of like writing your trauma. Like, oh, do you have, are you having a really bad time? One, like, first, take care of yourself. Take yeah. yourself out of bad situations if you can. Like, remove yourself yeah. from toxic, like, toxic areas. Um, but also, it's like, we don't have to, like, let that weigh us down and, like, hurt us. Right? It can like, be we what can, makes us more powerful. Yeah. Like, we can turn this trauma and we can share it with the world and then someone else can be like, oh, I totally relate to that. I I'm get that. Alone. And I can, yeah, I can also live and understand. And I, and I think sometimes that's the only way we can really like talk about it too. Yeah. It's like, I can't outwardly tell you that I am having these things. Like, yeah. I can only tell my dad, but I can write this stuff down and give you this really amazing story that's like absurd and fun and like scary and uncomfortable. And then like allow you to feel what I was feeling in your own way. Yeah. So it's like a vulnerability, and I yeah. and he's just a really skilled writer. Like I honestly, Better Than Home was one of the best stories I've read, and I was like, "What?" Is that the dad? Mm-hmm. Yep. He writes good dads sometimes. Um, even like the dad in in Horns was like pretty. De- he was pretty nice. Both of them were pretty nice. Um, yeah, they're just like it sucks. You're a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one was like, it's, I didn't want to hate you for killing my daughter, but now I lost two daughters. It sucks. Yeah, I really like Joe Hill, and I do want to read more of his stuff. Me too. I think everyone else should too. Uh, what about for Horns, the film? Okay. It was the middle ground between Vampire Dad and uh, obviously. obviously Lee was the killer. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously Lee was the killer for me. I didn't love it. I just really didn't like Daniel Radcliffe. He was just always so angry. And I was like, I get Ig is kind of angry, but he was also really, like, sweet. And, like, yeah. he, he struggled with it. And I feel like Daniel Radcliffe's character was just always, like, huffing and puffing. Like, he was always yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, oh, the world is so unfair. And the whole time, Ig was just like, it is really unfortunate that this is happening to me. And I'm, like, really mad. And I, like, believed it. Like, I was like, yeah. this is what real people do. And Daniel was just like, oh, kicking cans. Oh, I beat up my brother. For no reason. <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening? I mean, so, to be fair, he didn't think he murdered his girlfriend. Yes and no, though. Like. Because he was on drugs. It was, yeah. I, and then they wrote that in there because he's not like that. Like, his brother's really nice. It immediately tells him what happened. Yeah. But, yeah, of course, it ruins, like, this, this story. But. Yeah, I just really did. I need to watch something else with Daniel Radcliffe to redeem him in my eyes. I might watch the Swiss Army Man one where I don't think he talks the whole time. I think he's just there, which I can deal with. I think he was good enough. (laughs) If he's not going around huffing and puffing and kicking stuff. Okay. Got horns on my head. Ah, Ah, jeez, horns. This is what anger is. (laughs) An American accent. Ah. That's Daniel. That's my Daniel Radcliffe. It <laughs> was not that bad. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> I didn't like it. What about Nosferatu? That's cool. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know. I don't feel we got enough into it to really give it a fair yeah. rating. Um, I definitely think, like, if we had just found it, like, randomly, we definitely would have watched at least the first season. Yeah. Um, but we, we only watched two episodes, so yeah. I don't feel like we have a accurate enough lens to give it a full rating but i thought it was okay for the start and maybe it gets better yeah i think if i can get if we can stop dealing with her family sadness yeah and we got into the supernatural stuff 
I'd be down. Because I'm like, I want to know about Christmas Land. I want to go back to the girl who can put her hand in the Scrabble bag. I want to know who else has, like, these powers. Yeah. Like, I want that. And then it's just like, oh, someone's real sad. And she runs away all the time. And I'm like, okay. Like, we all I have mean, trauma. if anything, she's handling it very much like uh, middle school like it's, would. Yeah, like yeah. a Or high school, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. So, like, at least it, that's realistic. After, like, the second time, I was like, I don't need this anymore. And then it happened, like, seven more times. Yeah. I love Joe, Joe, Joe Hill. I must have joking. Uh, Joe Hill. I like and Joe Hill, too. I love this whole series. I thought I learned a lot about people. And I enjoyed, like, doing... Literature analysis, because that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, that that wraps up our horror writers series for the spooky dope, dope. It's not like we're going to talk about it again. Give us some recommendations, y'all. Yeah, tell us more people. Is someone we didn't talk about, like Clive Barker or something, like tell us about it, and maybe I'll consider it. If you got some ladies, we're 100% on board. It's very hard to find. All right, yeah. Well, if you're on the Apple iTunes time, give us a rating and a comment. Yes, please. Also... Um, yeah. Don't get married. Delete your kids. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Bye.